Good evening. Welcome to Land 1010. I'm sure tonight um, you have already spent three nights meditating on the different reflections. So today, we're going to ask ourselves, what is the will of God for Jesus, even as he ministered to so many people? Isaiah 42 actually gives a very wonderful understanding of Jesus. Jesus is called the servant in whom God delights. In fact, the word servant, the name title servant was applied to Jesus throughout in many parts of the Old Testament. And it's a strange title because when you think of someone who is mighty like Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Creator, the Son of God, naturally you would want him to be introduced as something very prestigious, very, uh, what I would say, a very atas title. But Jesus is introduced to us as the servant of the Lord, a servant, a servant, just called a servant. And so today, I ask myself, what is the will of God for Jesus? He came to serve and not to be served. What an amazing understanding of the will of God for his life. So turn with me to this story in Mark chapter 10. And it's a very good story to even see the contrast between James and John and Jesus. So I'm going to read parts of chapter 10, verse 35 onwards, right up to 45. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do? Jesus asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? We can, they answered. Then Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with James and John. Then verse 42, Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Verse 45, the Son of Man, his, the will of God for his life, he did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, this story is interesting because James and John looked at serving Jesus as something that would end up with something a tremendous reward of position. They are asking for an incredible position, one on the left of Jesus, one on the right of Jesus, as if that's it. They are the most important people in the kingdom of God, finally. Many of us forget that when we want to serve the Lord, it's never about positions, never about titles. As the Lord said to the disciples, look at, look at, come, look at verse 42. Jesus said, The rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. Their high officials exercise authority over them. The people of this world, when they say they are serving the rakyat, actually, they expect you to respect them. They expect you to uncut them. Their positions matter. Their titles matter. They want to exercise their authority over people. In other words, 
To them, serving is a form of gain. I hate to use this word. Serving people is almost like getting something from people, using them so that they are propped up and people are kept low. A form of oppression, actually. But the kingdom of God is never about this. You know, many of us long to serve the Lord, and that's good. The will of God is for us to want to serve Him. Definitely, Jesus was called a servant. What does a servant do? A servant comes to serve. That's it. A servant comes to serve. I mean, the maid in my house, I expect her to serve me. And not only that, what else does a servant do? A servant obeys orders. Recently, I, just, I was a bit upset with my servant because she didn't want to do what I told her to do. And I was really upset with her. And I told her, you just follow my instructions. A servant doesn't argue with the master. So it's a very, I would say, a very submissive posture. Jesus, it is said in Philippians, when He came, did not just come to serve, but He adopted the whole DNA of a servant, the whole posture, the whole mindset of a servant. He only did what the Master, His Father in Heaven, told Him. And this posture of servant and master is something we as Christians don't really understand. One of the things the Lord has done in my life in the last whole year of COVID-19, of the whole MCO lockdown, is to learn to serve God as a servant to a master. And what does that mean? I must wait for His orders. He defines my job description. Whether I finish my assignment or not, it's not defined by me, but it's defined by Him. And even as I serve Him, He wants me to adopt that posture of waiting upon Him to serve others. Which means that when I go out to serve my brothers and sisters, as the Lord showed me, be like Jesus, the servant leader. What did Jesus do as He, in John 13? What did He do as a servant to His disciples? He washed their feet. Now, I'm not referring to this uh, spiritual acts that we sometimes do, uh, sit everybody down and wash their feet. I'm referring to the posture of our hearts. So one of the things the Lord said to me, when you serve me, you must have the posture of a servant. You must be willing to stoop down. You must be willing to do the most menial task. You must literally not just say, oh, I'm a servant of the Lord, but be a servant, which means do the things that nobody would want to do. When Jesus washed the disciples' feet, he did something that the lowest servant was expected to do, which would not be done even by a higher-ranking servant. But Jesus did that. Why? Because He was a true servant of the Father. And so the Lord said to me, it's important when you serve to be a servant, which means do the things that people don't want to do, including things that nobody would remember. And these things are expected of a servant. Nobody would celebrate you at the end. Oh, you, you went and picked up that paper. Nobody would say how many pieces of paper you picked up. Nobody would say how many, um, how many towels you washed. Nobody would celebrate you for that. But that is what Jesus did. And that's a posture of a servant. Secondly, even if you did and worked very hard to serve the Lord, there's nothing to talk about because every servant no, no master would tell the servant, Oh, you worked so hard, now I'm going to serve you. No, as in Luke 17, the servants, after serving the master, they, merely, they said, I merely did what was expected of me. A servant has a different posture 
from merely someone who thinks that they're serving. A servant is willing to do things that nobody does. A servant doesn't need acclamations, doesn't need titles. A servant is someone who's willing to just serve another person because this brings great delight to our Father in heaven. Jesus came to serve and He never waited for others to serve Him. Do I have that posture? Is that the will of God in my life? Yes, I believe it is. God is truly teaching me the posture of a servant, that the great delight God has is obedient servants, servants who want to do the will of the master, servants who don't crave for titles, servants who don't need a position, servants who don't need people to acclaim them, appreciate them, celebrate them. But you know what? Servants who faithfully do what their master is happy about. And when we do that, we will hear this greeting. I love this greeting. This greeting was given uh, by the master to the servants who went out and used their ten talents and five talents. When they came back, the master said to them, Well done, good and faithful servants. Come and share in the master's happiness. So a servant is someone whose eyes are only on the master not on the jobs, not on the people, whether they deserve it or not, not whether the task is highly acclaimed or not, not for the titles. A servant is someone whose eyes are upon the master. And a servant is someone who wants to share in the father's happiness. I know it is different when we think about serving God, but I believe it's a posture that is so needed in the world today. When you and I, can become servant leaders, the world is blessed. Because too many people in the world want to exercise their authority over others, wants to oppress, want to manipulate others. But God's will is for us to be servant leaders, to be servants. And when we come to serve and not to be served, we are doing the will of God in our lives. Amen? Amen. So why don't you join me? And we're going to pray together. You know, in your notes, I gave you two reflection questions. One is that, what does servanthood mean to you and to me? And what steps can I take to serve others rather than waiting to be served? I believe these two reflection questions are necessary. And let's turn them into prayers, shall we? We need to ask God, in today's world where everybody wants a position, where everybody wants to be celebrated, where the celebrity syndrome is really the, the thing to go for, let's change the world and let's do the will of God our Father. Says, How can I be a servant? How can I serve even though I'm a boss in the, my workplace? How can I serve even the people who come and help me, my, my workers, my, my downline? How can I serve even my family? How can I be a servant to my family? And that is how we do the will of God the Father. So let us turn the questions into a prayer. Amen? Come, let's close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we truly do not understand servanthood. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you're called the servant of the Lord in whom God is delighted. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to show us and model true servanthood and how you even did the things 
that nobody would do. Almighty God, I want to be a servant. I want to learn servanthood. I don't know what it means really in my life, but tonight, O oh Lord God, Holy Spirit, teach me, teach me what it means to serve my brothers and sisters in church. Teach me what it means to serve one another, even to serve one another when nobody notices. Teach me, oh, teach us all, O oh Lord God, to learn to serve one another in the things that nobody would even celebrate. Teach us, O Lord, to serve one another, even those who are not believers, in my office. Teach me to serve even those who are even the, 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 the cleaners in my office. Even those, O Lord God, who are the guards in my, security guards in my housing area. Teach me how to serve even my family members. Heavenly Father, we thank you that when we learn true servanthood. That is when we please our Master in heaven. We thank you that even Jesus came to serve and not to be served. And so, Lord, forgive me for the times that I want people to notice me, when I want people to, to make sure they know my title, my position. Forgive me, Lord, when I'm waiting for people to celebrate me and what I've done. Forgive me, Lord, that I am upset when people do not celebrate me. Forgive me, Lord. But Lord, now, teach me, teach us all, O Lord God, to carry the heart of a servant, the posture of a servant, as Jesus did. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I just leave you with one thought. The higher your position, the more we need to become a servant, just like Jesus. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful night. God bless you.